Well, I just looked out the window and saw six potholes. The streets and sanitation department is still on coffee break. Thankfully, there's a proposed $2 trillion infrastructure bill that's going to get them some more asphalt Coming up on today's ETF battles, it's a triple header contest between three infrastructure ETFs. The question is, which of them will be the biggest beneficiary of all this trillion dollar spending on infrastructure? Find out right after this. Welcome to ETF Battles. I'm Ron DeLegge. I don't know about you, but I'm the sort of driver that hits every single pothole on the road. Even when I try to avoid them, I still hit them. Maybe it's because everything I learned about driving, I learned from my wife. Oops, looks like someone's going to be sleeping on the the couch at, at least for the next several weeks. Anyway, to rescue us from these potholes is a $2 trillion infrastructure proposal by the Biden White House, which wants to help solve our problems by fixing the roads and the bridges, expanding broadband internet, and adding more EV charging stations. I wonder if the bill also includes fixing the alignment on my car. The more important question is, which ETFs are best positioned to benefit from all this infrastructure spending? Well, if you're new to ETF Battles, hit that subscribe button. You can also pick up our show on Spotify as well as iTunes. If you'd like to see a certain ETF matchup, tell me why. Give it to us with your exact ticker symbols on our Twitter feed at ETF Guide or in the comments section below. Today's contest is between three infrastructure ETFs. We've got IGF from iShares, Pay from Global X, and NFRA from FlexShares. By assets, IGF with just over $3 billion is the largest, with NFRA locking in at about $2 billion and change, and then just behind that pave. So helping us to sort through today's matchup, we've got Mike Akins, founding partner at ETF Action, and Todd Rosenbluth, director of ETF research at CFRA. Both are battle-tested veterans, but it's their first time together, so I'm looking forward to seeing both of their analysis. Guys, welcome to the show. Great to be here, Ron. Thanks for having us. So we got our four battle categories for the day's triple header. We got cost, exposure strategy, performance, and then the mystery category where you, the judges, get to pick that factor or multiple factors that you feel are crucial to today's matchup. I've got the scorekeeping duties, and our first category is cost. Todd, get us started. Well, this is a split decision. All three of these ETFs have nearly identical expense ratios at either 46 or 47 basis points. There's really no real difference between these products from a cost perspective, as we'll get to exposure performance and the mystery. There is a clear winner in my book, but I'll give this a split decision. All three of these are about the same fee and they're all trading liquid enough to make it worthwhile. Thank you, Todd, for that good start. Mike, how do you see it in terms of cost? Do you agree with Todd's analysis? Yeah, it's pretty much no way to, to cut this, but call it a split decision. You've got the exact same expense ratio and liquidity. Like the way Todd said it, it's, it's sufficient enough to trade in and out of any of these. So I give it a split decision as well. And I'm going to save my time to go over in another category. That moves us to the next battle category, which is exposure strategy. Mike, you're still up. How do you see it? Yes, yeah, so now we're going to start getting into the differences of these strategies. Uh, first thing I would note is two of these strategies are global. Um, with over 50% invested outside of the U.S., that's going to be the iShares uh, IGF as well as uh, NFRA, um, whereas PAVE is a U.S.-listed product. Um, 
So that's a big component in making a decision here. The other thing I would note is from a sector perspective, on these strategies, you get a lot more industrials with PAVE, um, where a little get a little more balance into utilities, com services, um, materials, and a couple of an IGF and NFRA. Um, from a pure overlap perspective, um, PAVE is very unique um, with less than 5% overlap um, relative to uh, IGF and NFRA, whereas uh, um, pay our IGF and NFRA, NFRA have about 35% overlap. So a lot more similarities between those two products, given that global nature, a little bit more exposure across sectors. Um, from that perspective, um, I do think, you know, if you're thinking $2 trillion infrastructure plan here in the U.S., common um, wisdom says pave, but the infrastructure story is not contained just here in the U.S. And as such, I tend to like the exposure and strategy of IGF um, the most, and I'm going to give the nod to them for their balance globally, as well as their allocations um, across the different sectors versus just primarily industrials and materials that you see in, in PAVE. So IGF is the nod um, from a global perspective and sector exposure. Thank you, Mike. We shift to you. Todd, how do you see it in terms of exposure strategy? So Mike's got the facts right, but his interpretation of those facts is just, it's just wrong, in my opinion. It's just simple. You, this is a U.S. infrastructure bill focused on industrials and materials companies, those that are going to provide the steel to then help uh, the build out to build America better and build it back better. PAVE is the clear and direct way of doing that. It's just the exposure just makes more sense for what you're getting. Canadian pipelines, which is what you're going to get with IGF, is not going to be a beneficiary from, from this spending. It, it was a spending from the prior administration. I think it's obvious that PAVE is the winner. Thank you very much, Todd, for that uh, uh, analysis. Now we shift to performance. So performance is always an important category. Investors want to know, well, what type of performance am I getting? And, and uh, uh, what, what can I expect to, to get ahead? So Todd, you're still up in terms of performance. Which of these three ETFs jumps out at you? So as regulars know, we're not huge fans of looking backward in the rearview mirror when choosing an ETF, but my goodness, PAVE has tripled uh, the one-year record of IGF and, and NFRA and more than doubled uh, the record on a three-year basis. Uh, it is by far been the better performer uh, in, in a way that makes sense. It's exposed to the more cyclical parts of the market, the ones that will win from this. And we think its performance is likely to also be stronger in the future. So PAVE is my winner. Thank you, Todd. We shift to you, Mike. How do you see it in terms of performance in this triple header? Yeah, so I, there's no questioning the past performance over the three years, PAVE has um, crushed the competition. Part of that's because it's a U.S.-based product in the U.S., has done much better. Another part of that is PAVE's got a little bit more exposure to that cyclical value recovery we've seen here in the US. Um, but I do think that's hindsight 2020. Um, if you look at multiple expansions over the last um, six to 12 months, you've seen PAVE go from trading at um, 11 times trailing earnings to now trading at 27 times trailing earnings. So you are paying a premium to get that exposure to what Todd talks about being the cyclical um, more U.S. Um, dominated. And as a result, I believe that's going to hurt returns going forward. On the contrary, IGF had a rough year last year. It has about 20% exposure to energy, um, which is a big component of infrastructure, no matter how you, um, you cut the mustard here. And I think from that perspective, IGF had the bigger drawdown um, in earnings capacity 
looking back at 2020. And it, as a result, it has much better look forward growth metrics relative to the other two. And I like that as a value and more of a value component. And I still like the global, the global play here. Um, I know that there's $2 trillion being spent in the US, but there's money being spent across the globe right now. And I also think I would note um, a lot of the infrastructure bill is going into areas of the market that the U.S. doesn't exactly dominate um, when it comes to things such as uh, clean energy, uh, wind farms, things of that nature. Uh, European firms actually do a much better, have a much bigger presence in that. And as a result, I think you'll find some of that money in the U.S. infrastructure. They'll make it into global corporations. I'm going to stick with IGF um, on a forward-looking basis for my winner. Um, but I'll give the nod clearly as the past performance to PAVE. Thank you very much. So far, today's battle has been like oil and vinegar, uh, <laughs> very opposite perspectives, but that's healthy and that's good. So thank you guys for giving us your analysis. We're going to move next to the mystery battle category. I like this category because it gives our judges a lot of flexibility in choosing those factors that are important to them in today's battle. It also gives us some insight as to the thinking of our judges. And so, uh, Mike, you're up. Give us your mystery battle category. What is it and who wins it? You know, so I was sitting down and reading through this infrastructure bill. And one, I got to say that the, the, the word infrastructure has changed a lot over the years with technology and things of that nature. And I think to that extent, my mystery category here has to be how much of this money flows through to non-traditional infrastructure, industrial um, material sectors and how much of it flows into semiconductors or how much of it flows into um, clean energy companies, um, electric utilities, things of that nature. So I just kind of throw out a couple of, I, I looked through these portfolios, PAVE, IGF, and NFRA, and honestly, there's not that much exposure to any of them um, when you start overlapping it to other kind of more traditional clean energy areas of the market. So I'm just going to say, one thing you might want to compliment this in my um, mystery, I'm going to I'm going to go outside of the rules here and, and throw in a grid, which is smart infrastructure and say, you may want to pair some of this with something that that's going to capture some of the goals of this infrastructure bill, which is more on the clean energy side of the business, the next gen transportation. Um, and I think that's something to keep in mind. It's not just going to be concrete and cranes. It's going to be a little bit of uh computer chips and electric utilities and wind farms, it's going to go in this process. So your your mystery battle category winner is, with an overlay is what I'm hearing? G-R-I-D. Add a little, add a little, okay. allocate a little bit into, into the future. Got it. So that, that's your wild card uh, addition. Yeah, okay. throwing a wild card mix in there. Okay, grid. Got you <laughs> down for that. And and Todd is next in his mystery category. It looks like Todd's disagreeing. Go ahead. You're up. Todd. Uh, well, I, I just don't understand where we get to pull in something from left <laughs> field and say that's not the so that my mystery battle category is something that doesn't qualify for anything else. All right, I'll get past that and just I'm gonna stick to the three ETFs <laughs> that I thought we agreed to talk about. So PAVE, NFRA, and IGF were the three that we agreed to talk about coming into this discussion. We at CFRA have a rating methodology that's forward-looking based on the risk and reward characteristics of the portfolio, its performance, and the cost structure. PAVE is the only one that gets a five-star rating. We have a three-star rating on IGF. We have a three-star rating 
uh, on NFRA. We have five stars on other ETFs that are not within this broader category that we're talking about here. But my mystery battle category is which one does CFRA like the most going forward? That would be PAVE. Excellent. And and Todd is basically the antithesis of wild cards. He, he hates and detests <laughs> wild cards, which is completely okay. But Todd, if you ever wanted to introduce a wild card, you could do that too. It's, it's completely up to you. But nevertheless, um, we're going to move now to the final opportunity for our judges to pick their overall winner. So Todd, you're still up. Give it to us. So PAVE is my overall winner. It was even uh, with the other two ETFs as part of this overall category. Uh, it stood out to us from its exposure with in industrials and materials, the companies that are going to benefit the most, we think, from this. Its performance in the past has been better, and we think it's going to do better as we look forward in the future. So PAVE, uh, the U.S.-focused ETF from Global X, is the winner of these three ETFs. Thank you, Todd. Your final chance, Mike, to weigh in with your overall winner. How do you see? Yeah, it? I'm going to go with IGF, and it's going to be because of a global allocation. I do believe I like Pave a lot as a strategy, and I see where where Todd's coming from. But I do believe Pave has ran a long ways. And if I'm thinking about the next one to three years, who's going to capture the most uh, benefit, not only from an infrastructure bill, but from a cyclical rebound that we see here at ETF Action happening in the economy? I think that happens globally, and it's not just a U.S. story. I think that happens better across the IGF um, over that one to three year time frame. Um, I like Pave; it could change quickly, but it's ran a long ways in a short period of time. And if you look at the fundamentals of the portfolio, I think it's gotten outside of um, the attractive nature that we would be looking for and that value tilt of a cyclical recovery. So I'm going to go with IGF global allocation. Um, better sector exposure, um, and also just a, a nice complement of mid-cap names in with their large cap. So that's our overall battle win. Well, thank you, judges, for weighing in. And according to my battle scorecard, uh, this is a split decision. And our <laughs> judges had their uh, horns locked like two moose during mating season and having exact opposite uh, viewpoints and takes with Todd favoring PAVE in most categories. Of course, the one exception would be cost, where it was a split decision for Todd there. And then as far as uh, uh, IGF is concerned, that was Mike's preferred vehicle for playing infrastructure with that global flair. Um, and so, you know, going forward, we know that uh, infrastructure spending is going to be in the multi-trillion dollar range, and uh, it's coming. So you have to be ready. I think some of the ideas that our judges made and shared with you in terms of arguments, each making some really good points. Definitely, at the very least, we've given you a very good starting point for how to play this using infrastructure ETS. Thanks again to Todd and Mike for an illustrious job in judging today's matchup. I look forward to having you both together again. Keep up the good work, guys. Thanks. So which ETF battles would you like to see in our next episode? Well, give us your ticker symbols and tell us why you want to see that battle. You can do that in our YouTube comment section below, or you can hit us up on our Twitter feed at ETF Guide. Be sure to hashtag ETF Battles. Thanks for watching. I'm Ron DeLegge, and we'll see you next time.